From Rectangle Health, this is the Modern Practice Podcast, a show that provides you with fresh perspectives and practical advice from industry experts in the ever-changing world of healthcare technology. Every episode, we tackle a timely topic to help you stay current and simplify the business side of healthcare. Without further ado... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Modern Practice Podcast. Today's episode is all about simplifying the process of compliance at your practice. I'm really excited to be joined today by Nicole Parker, Senior Compliance Advisor at Rectangle Health, who brings a wealth of knowledge and has been helping healthcare offices identify, course correct, and maintain compliance and security. Nicole, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Absolutely, Gary. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, Nicole, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the healthcare space, and specifically the often confusing and challenging world of compliance? Sure. Well, I started off in a customer service background, which I think anytime you're interacting with uh, clients, practices, grocery stores, you know, any type of interaction, uh, having some customer service goes a long way. So that's exactly where my career started. And then it transitioned into healthcare because it was a more stable environment, meaning there's always a need. So the specialty that I'm in now, which is helping with the education of HIPAA and OSHA compliance, it just allows me to help practices get the education needed. Things that they don't teach you in school as far as once you start seeing patients at your practice, you're now bound by health and human services policies and procedures. And as soon as you hire any employees, now you have to follow OSHA laws, policies and procedures. So being part of that education to help practices be aware on how they can correct any areas that they need to be um, in place does allow them to be able to protect their liability in their practice. So I really enjoy my job in, in being on that side of it to help educate practices so they can protect themselves. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Nicole, and thank you again for taking the time to share your expertise. So let's dive right in. And let's face it, compliance can be overwhelming, but before a practice can get to a good place with it, they need they need to know what the expectations are for a single office or larger multi-location organization. Can you sort of give us an overview of what the lay of the land is? What are the expectations for compliance and security? So when it comes to the complexities of compliance, a lot of practices are doing the basics, such as having a binder or often providing training, but knowing the specifics such as training is required to be conducted annually on the date that it was last administered. When hiring a new employee, for example, you do have expectations to train them within 10 days of their hiring date to comply with the training requirements. So when there's an overview of all the aspects of compliance, we're talking about documentation, policies and procedures, business and associate agreements, emergency plans, backup plans, email encryptions, and other technical safeguards. So a lot of times there's not a full picture being drawn as to what the expectations are. And that's where you do find a lot of the challenge in understanding what compliance looks like, which is where Rectangle Health comes in, understanding where those gaps and vulnerabilities are so that we can help you with developing a corrective action plan to address those areas. And just understanding that as things change, and as we're all aware, COVID brought about quite a few, having real-time resources to get those updates to maintain your compliance in a full compliant order. Yeah, so um, there's a lot there. <laughs> so I kind of want to start to unpack this uh, a bit and, and really get into what are the biggest risks and challenges 
um, when it comes to compliance at the practice. So one of the biggest risks is the misconception on the size of the practice as to what they need to do to be compliant. It just starts with that first patient record. At that point, whether it's a paper chart or an electronic chart, there are safeguards in place to make sure that that patient information is fully protected. Practices need to have a full understanding of what those requirements are, not to what they feel is necessary to be compliant, but really understanding the requirements of Health and Human Services and OSHA. So as a senior compliance advisor, our jobs here are to, again, educate on what those requirements are. Um, the development of a, correction, a corrective action plan not only helps you to meet the requirement to complete a risk assessment, but also to draw a course map. The benefit is knowing exactly how to correct these issues, and the solutions is what's most important on how to do that most efficiently. With practices, often a person who is designated as a compliance officer, which is one of the requirements through Health and Human Services, they also share many roles. Often they're office managers or hygienists taking on the responsibility of compliance. So as day-to-day -day business goes about, sometimes compliance requirements gets overlooked. So understanding the time that it takes to implement towards compliance to keep it in order, that's where one of the biggest challenges comes in. So here at Rectangle Health, we're able to offer a solution that helps to focus on the compliance requirements, allowing practices to focus more on patients and practice functionality. Thank you so much for that, Nicole. And that's a perfect segue because I wanted to ask, are you seeing a common theme as you help healthcare professionals to get to a good place when it comes to the most common overlooked areas? One of the most common overlooked areas is the requirement that Health and Human Services has in place that does require every practice that holds patient information to complete an annual HIPAA risk assessment. What the risk assessment does is just allows you to be able to take a look at your compliance. It helps to identify any gaps or vulnerabilities. And it also forces you to be able to be aware of any changes or updates that take place. You can imagine that as Health and Human Services creates new policies or procedures or even just recommendations, it would be too much of a daunting task for them to physically contact every practice in America by phone or mail to notify you. They do expect owners of practices to be aware of the requirements and have resources that they can rely on to keep them updated. So it does, in essence, help you to stay in mostly abreast with the changes just by meeting that annual requirement. So in my opinion, in the most practices that I speak with, I do feel that that is the most overlooked area. And then it also requires you to maintain them for six consecutive years, which means for six consecutive years, you're responsible for showing proof that you have developed a culture of compliance within your practice. Yeah, so a practice can choose to go the DIY, do-it-yourself route, right? So practices can start that corrective action on their own, but ultimately there's risk in that as well. You know, I'm, I'm assuming stones can be ultimately left unturned. Absolutely. The risk assessment is designed as a self-assessment, meaning you're answering the questions yes or no. Yes, we have this policy. Yes, we've completed training. No, we don't have email encryption. And it's a host of about 36 questions total. But what it does is that ensures that practices are compliant with HIPAA's administrative, physical, and technical safeguards. So it's comprised of questions addressing each of those sections within the risk assessment. So it, that is one of the most important pieces towards reflecting compliance is to keep up with your risk assessment requirement that will uh, help you to understand any areas that you need to address on an annual basis. 
So a practice takes the free HIPAA risk assessment. What happens from there as far as the correction process goes? And sort of part B to that question is, does the practice have a lot of manual work to do from that point on? Because we know they're busy. We know they're understaffed and wearing multiple hats, like you mentioned. Absolutely. It does take a lot of time to address it manually in the midst of, as you mentioned, other hats, other functionalities within the practice. Not only is it an opportunity for you to have help to understand those areas, with Rectangle Health, you also get a way on how to correct those areas. It's already eye-opening, sometimes overwhelming to be able to identify. I've had many of doctors just say, oh my goodness, I might as well just retire. Which, of course, you know, at that time is a good time of the year for them in order to reach that milestone. However, until you actually do sell your practice or retire, unfortunately, up until that very day, you are required to maintain your compliance. So the do-it-yourself option is always there. It's just, do you really have the time? Do you have the proper resources? Do you have the finances when you're spreading out your compliance with multiple vendors, which typically takes three to seven vendors' involvements to reflect compliance? That's multiple vendors, additional business associate agreements, additional phone calls that you have to make, especially if something were to go wrong. So it's an option, um, but in order to fully protect yourself, in all honesty, most practices that are compliant is because they leave it up to compliance experts. Got it. Yeah. And just to recap, from the point of completing that HIPAA risk assessment, a practice can simply rely on you and your team to manage the compliance and mitigate risk? Correct. So the compliance requirement on the risk assessment, you can purchase that from other vendors. Um, it's something that has to be done, as I've mentioned previously. However, Rectangle Health does provide a complimentary risk assessment and the review of that. So the risk assessment is something that, you know, you're able to complete with one of our team members. We're there to help answer any additional questions you may have uh, that while taking it and then set up the review uh, to be able to go over with the professional consultant the results of that review. That's awesome, Nicole. Thank you so much. For our listeners tuning in, you can access the free HIPAA risk assessment by following the link in the description of this episode. As you're filling out the form, be sure to use code MODERNPRACTICE um, to complete it, and a member of the Rectangle Health Compliance team will reach out and begin outlining the necessary steps and corrective course to ensure your practice and patient's data and information is secure. Nicole, compliance is most definitely a scary topic for me. It's difficult to understand and overwhelming, but the insights you shared uh, definitely give healthcare providers a starting point to begin tackling it and getting a good handle on it. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. It's been my pleasure to be here and in the efforts of Rectangle Health, helping practices to simplify the business side of healthcare. Thanks again, Nicole. And once again, for our listeners, you can access that no-cost no cost HIPAA risk assessment and tackle compliance head-on by following the link in the description below. And be sure to use that code Modern Practice when you do. Be on the lookout for more episodes on compliance and cybersecurity cyber coming soon to the Modern Practice Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Modern Practice Podcast. If you enjoyed today's conversation, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud for new episodes. And follow Rectangle Health on social media for more helpful information, news, and event details. Thanks for tuning in.